The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron and we can never forget that they tried to make us believe in 1996 that well-beloved character actor Timothy Curry raw-dogged Miss Piggy in Muppet Treasure Island. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know how to even deal with those sorts of rumours, but I too must address (laughs) some rumours that have been coming out since we've been doing this podcast about me. And I just want to make it unilaterally and absolutely clear that I am not, I am not three raccoons stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. But your name is Taya. And my name is Taya, yes. <laughs> I'm you mean Faye? our name? Uh, yes. I mean, no, no, my name. My name is Taya. <laughs> I'm Faye, and I'd uh, just like to say I'm really glad that a lot of gamers this week are finally getting to flip the script in Baldur's Gate 3. Now they're the ones that get to turn down the hot ladies. Fiddle D me. I'm Molly and Butt. What do you call it when a duck farts? What? What? A butt quack. Uh... <laughs> Did I say butt farts or duck farts? Duck fart. Duck. Duck. You said duck <laughs> farts. Okay, that's good. <laughs> and we are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we're talking about some problematic things that happen when you've got a friend and then they've got someone special with this question from one of our listeners hi pixel hearts i don't like my friend's partner what do i do direct to the point no (laughs) uh, no misconception in this question there is a friend there is a partner the partner is not liked and i'm gonna be honest I don't think there's a single person out there that hasn't been in this situation. It is something that we have all had to live with where we have to play nice with a friend's partner. Am I right, guys? Have you all had this experience? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yes. No pause, no hesitation there whatsoever. (laughs) So I think there's two things to, there's two avenues here, right? When we're talking about this kind of thing that we're going to break down. So the first one is obviously being, vibes you don't like someone's vibes you don't know why you don't like them you don't like them if you're like me they could just look sideways one day and be like oh enemy nemesis gonna push into traffic um (laughs) if the police are listening the police are listening that is not a confession um (laughs) the second thing and i'm gonna be honest i've been on both sides of this second thing is the partner has done something to the friend and you've gone full mama bear mode you are scorched, oh, yeah. you are protective. No one does uh-uh. this to your friend. Have you guys uh-uh, been on ever. either side of these? 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Especially the vibes one. Mm -hmm. I have had both the situation where when I first met the partner, I'm like, I don't like these vibes. And over time, that softened. Mm -hmm. And I've been like, I can Mm -hmm. deal with this now. But I've also had the opposite where I've met Mm -hmm. them. And I've been like, yeah, they seem really cool. And then over time being like, no, actually, I fucking hate them. How do I deal with this? Mm. Mm. I will say I've actually been on the other side of this as well, where I've had people fully admit to me who are friends of Rowan that when they met me, they didn't like oh. me. <laughs> that they, they didn't like my vibes, that they thought I was actually a very, like, I was a nasty individual. And then they realized, oh, no, that's just like, it's part of who you are. <laughs> and when they, when, they, when they actually got to know me, they're like, oh, you're weirdly kind for someone who's so mean and nasty. <laughs> You mean they've been listening to the podcast and then they met you? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? So, like, I do think it is that, that vibes one is an interesting one. So, let's break down the vibes one first, I think. So, vibes Ooh. one is, obviously, first impressions. Uh, do you guys let first impressions rule how you perceive someone? Uh, I try not to. Uh, definitely, as someone whose uh, first impression is notoriously generally quite bad and... Uh, I generally try and give other people sort of patience when it comes to that kind of thing. But also, look, there are some things where I'll be like, that's a red flag. We are not going to get along. Like, I'm sorry, just no. Yeah, I think it depends as well, particularly looking at the dynamic between like the partner and my friend to see if like my friend is anxious in some way would raise the levels of bad vibes. Yeah, it's that question of does the, does, like if I've gotten bad vibes with someone, but I can see my friend is unbelievably happy, you have to then combat yeah. that inner vibe barometer. I don't know. Yeah. But you have to like, <laughs> the compass needle needs to shift slightly and you have to, if yours isn't, if you're still like, but I'm getting bad vibes, but they are so happy and they are so good to my friend, the needle you might have to like, mm force it to the better side for a bit. Let your vibes be ignored until you've got something to actually go off to back those vibes up. Yeah. I think it also depends on how you meet them as well. Cause like if, if it is, if I meet someone in like a little group of people who are playing board games or playing some games online, I I feel like I'm going to give a better first impression mm-hmm. than if it's in a crowded place because like social anxiety pops off and I'm just a little anxious goblin for the evening. And that's not the best first impression, but it's also the first impression I'm going to give in that situation. Honestly, bring it back to being the person who has been the other side of this. My husband used to manage cafes. And so I would meet a lot of people in the morning when I dropped him off his cafe at his cafe having a coffee. And weirdly, I'm a morning person and I'm still the like terrible to meet in that instance because it's that other thing as well. Like you're just meeting people at your partner's work and you're just there like, okay, hi, I'm not super engaged and I don't know your relationship fully with my husband so I don't know how much I invest here so it is that thing of context being really important when vibes are ruling your opinion of someone I mean to be honest I usually I find it hard to move past first first impressions um I read people pretty quickly but at the same time I think it goes the opposite way for me, whereas I think I give very good first impressions and people should really reassess those. 
I'm so like friendly and supportive and I'm just right here for you when you first meet me. And then like, you know, two weeks in, I'm like, can you get it to fuck together? I don't have time for this anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> this isn't true. Not, um, jokes, jokes. <laughs> but in terms of vibes, how do you combat vibes? For, well, I think that was the big thing you've already mentioned, right? Is assessing why these vibes exist for you. Was it, look at the context of meeting, look at your own biases. I think that's the other thing. Always be really Ooh. aware of your own internal biases when assessing the vibes of a person. There are so many people where I'm like, mm, I don't like you. And then I think back and I'm like, oh, wait, it's because you're a straight man and I'm immediately on the defense when I meet you. That's why I've got mm-hmm. bad vibes. Let me reassess. <laughs> Cameron, I'm sitting right here. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Straight. Oh, okay. Fair straight enough, fair to enough. your face. No, I, I appreciate you being so upfront with me uh, as a cis man who does not read signals. Um, so- <laughs> That's why you keep turning into traffic when you shouldn't. <laughs> For the listeners at home, I just dabbed. <laughs> Everyone loved it. They're all clapping. Guys, calm down. Just stop. Sit, sit. It, oh. The audience that's just out of shot of the camera. They're just um, over there. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I think that like when it comes to, yeah, navigating like vibes, I, I think certainly some internal introspection is worthwhile. But then there's also that question of like, you know, is there a particular reason that you've got these bad vibes and also the context of, do you even need to unpack that stuff? Like, do you have to be friends with your sort of friend's partner? I wouldn't necessarily mm. say that you do. Although it may be very different, especially if it's in the context of like, this is a metamor and they are dating your partner. Um, where it mm. becomes a little bit more intimate and sort of connected. But that's a whole different other question. Um, mm. Did Molly and I both just make the same thing of like, wait, what's that one? That's a new phrase. No, Molly and I believe... I am learned in this one. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, so, this is a new d- distinction for me. It's the partner of my partner is a metamorph. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm on. We're there. Okay. But yeah, so this is just friends and it's, oh, sorry. What's the partner of a partner's partner? My meta metamorph? Does it just keep going deeper? I, is it like Inception? I, you, the third evolution. Sure, but then you're eventually gonna like get Leonardo DiCaprio into the polycule, and then you're all gonna get broken up with because you're like older than twenty four. Hey, I have so much time for that joke. That was really good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love roasting Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Okay, back to the actual question and and navigating this. Look, what if Leonardo DiCaprio was your friend's partner? Oh, oh no! I would be going out of my way to break it up. I would be doing everything. I would be the most toxic person. Like, I would fabricate yes. any evidence to get rid of Leo. <laughs> to be clear, I think this, please don't I do this. I feel like now. I've walked into this, like, Leonardo DiCaprio hate group that I wasn't as aware of was taking up the room this afternoon. Yeah, no, this is actually our, it's our annual meeting. We're getting ready for, um, what is it, Kills of the Flower Moon? That's his next one with Scorsese. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. I, I, Ooh, I just revealed myself as a weird film Twitter <laughs> dickhead. Um, anyway, I think you've mentioned something as well. Do you have to be friends with your friend's partner? You don't. It's that no. 
assessing that are you their friend or uh, but are the vibes so bad that you can't even be an associate Mm. It's like if you finish your D&D session and the partner comes to pick them up and there's a moment where they're peering at the window and you've got the like the shades pulled aside and you're glaring back like <laughs> if you have that level of animosity it is a little bit of a problem yeah. <laughs> but you you can just coexist in the same space you don't necessarily have to be friends yeah, yeah like my mm. uh, a, a bad example probably but my you know my mum and my stepmom, um, you know, they don't like each other. They don't need to. But they also don't get a, in a punch on at the grandkids' first birthday party. So, like, they can exist in the same space. How far are we pushing this? Are you at a point where you can't even see them walk in the room without sharpening the nearest weapon? Is it holding back the spite that motivates you in everyday life? Mm. Do you want to Oh, succeed? you do have to be careful with the spite because when you build up the spite and then that becomes resentment, there's a chance that you then uh, push it onto the friend. You're like, how can you be bringing this asshole around still? And mm. that is that is a dangerous situation. The build of spite mm. can also result in what is our secondary problem. So the secondary problem being they've done something. So as someone who has seen that spite build up and then they do something and you see your opportunity and you, (laughs) your hand was already hovering over the detonation button and they've done something and you've clicked the button and you've dropped the napalm and now there is no recovery from that because they've done something. You can't stand them. You have gone scorched earth. (laughs) It is from personal experience. Very hard to uh, to roll that one back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to be clear, we're talking about a uh, a thing that they fucked up that isn't necessarily a huge situation, but something you can jump on. We're not talking about like uh, Steve Martin and nineteen eighty six Little Shop of Horror, like nasty dentist man situation, right? We're talking about stellar <laughs> reference. A stellar reference. Thank you. <laughs> It's a mu- Sorry, okay. The music, the musical for weird looking people, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's, it's so, good. so good. Um, anyway, yeah. If if you, if it is just that little thing that you can grab onto, I feel that you can play it off as a little bit of a joking point to relieve some of that pressure mm-hmm. without necessarily turning to a full on spite. Oh, but you don't understand. They said they don't like pickles on their burger. You can't let that down. You must leave them immediately. Like, you don't necessarily need to use it as leverage, even if it's hard to uh, hold back from that. (laughs) Never do the thing of it's either me or your partner. Jesus. Never do that because uh, your friend will double down and couple down Mm. with the partner. Mm Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Can can yeah. attest. Someone tried to do that to Rowan. Uh, like they did that <gasps> to me. They said it's Rowan or me, and I went, "Oh well, it's Rowan." It's Rowan. Bye. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. That has happened. <laughs> and it's as been well. it's been like twelve years, and it's still Rowan. And that person's still hanging around on the periphery. We randomly bump into each other occasionally, and I'm like, "Oh, just a heads up, still Rowan." <laughs> rotten hell oh my god i yes first of all i i, I i'm surprised that anyone fucking did that about rowan so i sweet. i know 
That's the wild one. It was he, they didn't it. like the fact that I didn't give them all my attention. All right, all right, all right. In that oh, case, okay, okay, in that okay. case, let's let's approach it from like that perspective. Like in that issue, it's like you need to deal with your own sort of biases mm-hmm. and issues with your own sort of dynamic mm-hmm. with the friend. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're disliking a partner because you're losing out on sort of friendship time or they don't like pickles and it's like a completely superfluous or in some cases incredibly important pickle related issue i'm sorry um and so yeah how do you navigate like your own internal biases or how do you navigate that own your own sort of animosity to that relation i think one of the things that you do have to acknowledge immediately is the fact that if it's a new partner there's probably uh, a lot of uh NRE, like new relationship energy Mm -hmm. going on, which means that they're going to be very, very attached to that person, more so than they'll probably be in the future because things kind of cool off a tiny bit, right? But that first couple of weeks is, why is everyone staring at me? (laughs) Not you. Marlian was doing some some real finger action down there. (laughs) Okay. So that, that new relationship energy does feel like they are just yeah, attached at the hip for that time, right? Yeah. So do keep in mind that you do kind of need to give them a little bit of space to enjoy their newfound relationship before you decide that you hate them for stealing them away. Yeah, and yeah. communicate that as well. So I have another friend who this, it's almost an identical time that when I was fresh with Rowan, they didn't like the fact that, that I I had given all my time to them. And then I was suddenly giving all this time to Rowan. I didn't have time for them. So it handled two ways. One of them handled it poorly. I don't see them anymore. The other one actually communicated this problem. And I said, well, then let's address that and I'll work harder. But you also need to understand that, you know, I'm starting a life with him and, you know, we're, we're going somewhere. But because we communicated about it, that friend is now one of our close friends who is actually some days... I'm going to be honest, she probably talks to Rowan more than she talks to me right now. But um, like they were able to, I was able to bring them into my world at the same time and be like, right, I love you both for different reasons. I want you both in my life. And she's gone about the way of actually sitting down with me, having a chat. So I'm going to invest that energy back into keeping a relationship going with her. Okay. So it's it's just that thing of like, a, the last thing you want to do is anything that's going to hurt the relationship with the friend, because that's what you want mm. in the end. You want the relationship with the friend more than you don't want to see the partner. Mm. Yes. And that as a friend, it is like, it's very hurtful to think a friend um, doesn't want you to be happy. Mm. So mm. the ultimatums or that feeling of jealousy where you go, I hate your partner. Uh, it's either me, your friend, or your partner. Like, even in, any, like, including friendships, but romantic relationships too, right? Those ultimatums don't give someone a choice. Mm. Oh, no, they, they distinctly give them two choices. Neither of them are <laughs> yeah, good. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I think that, yeah, this is very much a thing of, maybe this isn't something that's, like, talked about too much, but, like, even in sort of a platonic dynamic, you you also have your own needs, right? And you are absolutely within your rights to sit down with someone that you care about, even if you're not romantically involved with them and say, hey, I miss you uh, and I'd like to sort of spend Mm. more time with you or there's something else that's missing from the dynamic that's sort of changed. How do you want to sort of navigate this kind of thing? 
It is this um, thing, right, hmm. where we treat romantic relationships with so much, like, um, attention to this kind of uh, language and communication, all that kind of stuff. But, like, you should be having that same kind of openness with um, the platonic relationships, friends, family, that kind of thing. It's important to, you know, it's still a relationship. Just because it's not romantic doesn't mean it doesn't require some kind of gardening to keep it from, like, to keep it growing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I have my best friend. I went scorched earth on her now husband um, oh, after he made <laughs> oh, no. after he made one slip up early on in the relationship, and I thought it was over. And I didn't really have a problem. Let's be clear, I didn't have a problem with him. I thought he was he's a nice guy. He seems friendly. We get along whenever we see each other. I've literally never had a problem with him. But there was a slight slip up, and I went scorched earth at the time. And it's then it resolved, and they you know they have a kid. They're so happy together. He is good for her. Like, he's a good man. But I went so scorched earth that um, I can't ever roll that back. He's still blocked on all social media. It's, oh, no. It's been, it's been like seven years. But, like, we see each other. We were never going to be, like, we're never going to be friends. So we don't need each other on social media or anything like that. Like, we see each other and we're friendly. Mm. There's no animosity. And me and my friend, like, we laugh and joke about the fact that I went so hard. But that's, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, then, you right? still have them blocked. I'll just be weird to unblock him now. <laughs> that feels like uh, given it's up. Also, it's also like we kind of laugh about it when I see her and I'm like, lol. <laughs> okay. The, you give me the same vibes as like turning up at like a haunted mansion and them going like, oh, that is the East Wing. We do not go into the East Wing anymore. <laughs> Nothing lies there. And oh, I go... Wow. And I go, okay, I will not go in the East Wing. And then I make it out alive from the horror movie. See? <laughs> I survived. Because I stayed out of the East Wing. I left him blocked. No. I probably, I probably should go and unblock him. <laughs> I mean, like, that example. <laughs> that example is nice because it's a, you were there for your friend. Yes. And that your relationship with your friend as the one important thing there has remained intact and that has continued as a good relationship. Mm. I think that's the thing is like you need to properly understand where you're coming from. Are you being overprotective when you don't need to be? Um, do you just not get along with them? Great. You don't need to be. Do you think there's an actual problem? I think this is the last one. If there's an actual problem, you can't just be ignored and you just can't sit there and let someone a lot of people be like well they need to make their own mistakes sure let them make the mistake of accidentally putting you know the wrong amount of pasta in the saucepan don't let them make a mistake that's going to irreparably hurt them but also approach it in a smart way like don't Mm. like if you're looking out for your friend you got to be careful because you have every chance of just Destroying the relationship. No, fair enough. Yeah. We should do a whole episode on that, maybe. Yeah, I think we should do one on that. That's a whole other topic that requires some nuance, I believe. Next next time on the Pixel Hearts. <laughs> one time in the future on the Pixel Hearts, I, like, I think. You I already mean. know what the next question is, and it definitely isn't this. Um, but for now... <laughs> For now, that's all we have time for. Uh, we want to thank Ryan Stan for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher. 
for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song, and one pixel at a time. For all of our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to your our link tree in the show notes. <laughs> Ours, not yours. But until next time, be kind to each other. <laughs>